This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, yeah, what you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owl are. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello! Yo! You know what time it is? I'll tell you what it is, it's damn early, boy It is early it, well, it would have been earlier, wouldn't it? It would um, But you've... I've moved it This is... You're listening to The Wolf and Owl at 7.40am you know, this, this is how breakfast DJs feel. God, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a harder job than I thought then, because I feel really And also because they've got to be happier than we are, right? Yeah, they have, yeah. Um, do you know, um, on the way in, stopped off to get a coffee. Uh, <laughs> normally get an almond croissant. Uh, so walked in, do my usual thing, get the coffee. And what I like to do is get the coffee on the go, press get the machine going, get the old caffeination <laughs> through the veins. And then I go like to pick up my almond croissant. Every morning, have an almond croissant. Um, this morning, no almond croissants. And I'm going to be honest with you, I know it sounds like a minor thing in the grand scheme of things, but really put me off my stride. And what we want to know here uh, at the studio is what small things put you off your stride? Text into 81089. You know, uh, you, let's get, you let's know get a conversation going. I can't stand, right? That does me. Right, is this well one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, because I know it must be Christmas. It must be Christmas. I went to Starbucks this morning, and they've got the nutmeg latte. Nothing says Christmas. Christmas. That means Christmas has officially begun. Oh, fuck off! Really, fuck. Like, yeah, I've got a signal now to the hot drink. You know what fucking season it is? Pumpkin latte must be Halloween. Really, man. Look at the calendar. Someone actually went to the fucking point of writing down months and holidays. And now you're signaling yeah. it just through Starbucks. Can I just say, on, on that note, right, just to people that go on about how it starts earlier every year and it starts later every year, or, you know, some people like doing it in November, and some, can we just accept that there isn't a definitive opinion on this? No. We, we don't need to have an argument about this every year. Some people like putting their decorations up in November. It has no fucking effect on you whatsoever. So why don't you just relax, okay? Some people don't like doing it till Christmas Eve. Big you know, that's just how is life your tree is. up, yeah? yeah. Okay, can I tell you a secret? Okay. While the boys are at school today, it's getting all put up today. Oh, my God. Your tree's up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, this is big things, boy. This is big things. Okay, and go, this is okay, an exclusive go, coming to all of the the, the Wolf and Outback, right? I've gone for a synthetic fake tree this year. Wow. Wow. After last, now, last year's... Long, long-term, long-term listeners, long-term listeners, because mm-hmm. we're about... This, this shows that we're about a year now. Yeah. Because our very first episodes are about Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I, I don't think I've said a more boring thing in my life. <laughs> you, we we have just, become. Yeah, we've well, the, th- the very the very thing we were parodying, we fucking turned into <laughs> it within less than a minute. What I know is you've done is you've you've thrown in a fuck there just to make sure that you're not that guy. <laughs> yeah, just just, just, to make, just to make sure people know I've got an edge. Anyway, we're talking about. <laughs> Christmas trees Ooh, well, on this, well, on this about, motherfucker. <laughs> they're talking about Christmas trees and pumpkin lattes, but ow, I've just cut myself, so there's a little bit of an edge here.
Yeah, so what made you what made you make that change? Just because of the pissy smell. I, I can't do it enough for another year. I, I can't put myself through it. And also, um, I, I think it's... And why a, should you? Why should you? Also, it's a long-term investment, yeah. man, for, the, for, for a tree, I think. You know, uh, a synthetic tree. You know, yeah. Can I... Just a little word of warning yeah. for you. Cause, so we've got a synthetic tree or whatever we want to yeah. call it. Plastic tree, whatever. There is something quite sad about getting that same box out every year. It's like a friend, <laughs> like a friend that you don't see that often, that, that you call at and Christmas. And you open it up and, and, and you get furious with yourself from a year ago for packing it away like an absolute wanker. Uh, you know, like you know you've got a one friend on your phone. Like You're like, oh shit, I probably should call Martin. And he's excited yeah. to see you. So when you pop yeah, down the open it up, look who's come crawling back. Hello. Hey, Romesh. <laughs> It's they're freshly yourself there. It's um, yeah, no, I get it, I get it. I get what you did. You're, yeah. a, you're a prick. Yeah, um, we've got the, we've got the tree up, but we, we're putting it in a few different places before we decorate it. Do you go for a colour scheme or do you go for like just man, mad? I, I, Catherine's Catherine's like got the eye on that shit, man. She's incredible yeah. when it comes. I'm I can't even I can't even. If it was up to me, I I like I like tinsel and I like cheap baubles. Catherine's very classy in her demeanour when it comes to these sort of things. So there's no yeah. tinsel. We tinsels. We've got tinsel. You don't have house. tinsel at all. No, no tinsels ostracised from my home. There's no really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. If it was a nightclub, tinsel wouldn't be allowed in. You'd have to probably right. find another. No, part. I understand. I understand. You don't. You don't have to give an example. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You, you no. know, but just so you know, when people give examples and stuff like that, it's to just clarify the position. But I understood <laughs> straight. No, away. no, no. But sometimes I know, like it's early in the morning. Like, yeah, oh. just in case you weren't 100% Copus Mentis. Yeah. Actually, you know, talking Com- about... Compass, Compass Mentis. <laughs> you know... Um... Ironically. <laughs> you know, um... talking about Costa and stuff, I went into a Costa the other day, and yeah. the woman behind the counter serving me had the dirtiest fingernails I've ever seen. Oh, mate, don't. Like, genuinely. Like, I was yeah. like... And you know they scoop the coffee with their bare hands out of the thing into the thing, don't you? I don't She'd been scooping something. Uh, to oh, be fair, God. the colour of it, it, it was like, I'm hoping it was coffee. Because <laughs> the other way, she'd even be digging a hole like a rabbit in the back garden. <coughs> like, honestly, yes. man, it, they were like... Did you say anything? No, I just, I couldn't like, stare, but stare at them as she was sort of like so, chatting. Uh, so chatting could, very normally, if, if, but like very yeah. filthy fingernails. Here's a question for you. If uh, if you were you were going to... Oh, I assume you were ordering food, were you? you, uh, you we had, to... Yeah, we had, I had some uh, pastry yeah. show here. And coffee. And were you slightly nervous ordering the pastries that she was going to sort of handle them? Yeah, I mean, I like... They, they tongue them, they tongue them. Yeah, I they? mean, I sort of gave a little, like, little nod towards the tongs as she went towards them just in case she forgot. Right. But it was like, like the the, the level of filth was pretty fucking full on. Yeah. And, and like, I didn't even dare look at the palms of her hands, what like, they'd be like. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, but I, I can't see why you could have because she had relatively like her fingernails were about that long. Yeah, just shout up to the camera so that the listeners can see. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> right. No. So they were quite long, and they were like caked with some sort of dirt. Mm. It's one of my yeah. faux pas, like dirty fingernails. One of your faux pas. Yeah. Oh, things. I, oh, yeah. That's not the right wording, is it? One of the things that I dislike most in other people. I'll, yeah, I'll get up too. and leave a house or a drink situation if I spy someone with really filthy... I don't... I just don't... But I know you're saying that. I just don't believe you. you right, I'm let sorry. me tell you something. You're, you're a really polite, lovely man. I just think it's... I, 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 I fully accept that you might slag him off afterwards. The idea that you'd get up and leave, I just find that very difficult to I swallow. find it like something... I always remember a boy, like, uh, when we were younger. Yeah. He used to always go and steal his lunch... Um, at school, right? What do you mean? He'd go to like shops and steal his lunch. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, um, his packed lunch, he just, because, yeah, that's the way he was. I remember one time he um, st- stole a, uh, oh man, this is disgusting. He stole a can of uh, corned beef, right? But he didn't have a tin opener. So he had to right. somehow made a hole in the corned beef, like, I think yeah. like it was a stone or something, like smashing the top of it. And then he ate the, wait, oh, I'm still vividly. What's going remember. on with you? I, then he ate the corned beef with his fingernails. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was one of the most disgusting <clears throat> things I've ever seen in my life. Like, there was a hot, and he was scooping it out and, like, just lit, like lit, eating it like that. It took him ages. 
Like it was. What was he doing it like? A, was he doing it one finger now, like a coke finger now, just with corn <laughs> beef? <laughs> Classy, like he was at, like he was at Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> so what were you saying about? So you've been watching a lot of Thundercats recently. <laughs> Offering it around to people, would you like a little corned beef? <laughs> <laughs> a morsel of corned beef. Um, yeah. But he was like, yeah, it was one of the most, and I can still like vividly, this this guy, by the way, when he used to come for dinner at, like, or like tea at your house, right? His mum used to give him a note and he had like a problem. If he ate sweet corn, sweet corn, he threw up shit. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? If sweet corn went in his body, he'd actually throw up shit. So they had a note they had to give other people's parents not to give him sweet not corn. to give him sweet corn. Yeah. Well, that's that. Well, they, they, you only do that once, and then uh, <laughs> you never give him sweet corn again. Do you? No, that you wouldn't invite him back, would you? Throw up shit. Yeah. Poor guy, man. Yeah. Oh my god. So even if like he had the tiniest like little bit of sweet corn. No, I get it. I get it. Like, throw yeah. up shit. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel so sorry. Sweet corn is one of my favourite like foods in the world. I'd never be able. To, I suppose he's tasted it once. And then obviously the outcome was like absolutely disgusting, right? Um, I, I, uh, I this is a weird thing to say off the back of you just saying that, but I on occasion have sat and eaten a tin of sweet corn as a snack. Oh yeah, just with a spoon. That's, is that weird? Yeah, the green giant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, did, mate, we get one of my favourite ever wind ups, right? Yeah. <laughs> I used to go around like before before you carry on. I just need to acknowledge. I just need to say something very quickly. Yeah. I am. I'm quite ill. Yes, no, yeah, I realise right. that you're making a lot of it. Sorry, <laughs> you're doing a lot Sorry, of Lisa? sniffing and. Like, I mean, I mean, Tom. You, no, Lisa says exactly the same no, thing. You know what I'm going to just say quickly, right? Go on, you go are on. like a guy who's coming to work with the brave card being played, and everyone in the office knows you're not going to make out lunch because it's constant sniffing, blowing your nose, <laughs> and just <laughs> just walking just... past like like the brave soldier, just going. Oh, <clears throat> Like that. And if I just go home, just go home, Bill. No, I just want to apologise to the to the listeners if it's disgusting. I'm, I'm trying my best, to, and hopefully JT will edit out most of the kind of your nose. Like, like you, you can see on your nose, you've been blowing it loads. Can you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm looking up to the camera there to show you the full view. Anyway, carry on with the story. Uh, I used to go around back in the day. Right, one of my favourite little things to do uh, at lunch times when I was working on building sites is go door to door, pretending I was. The, a big green giant um, uh, door store salesman for the sweet corn that the business was on its ass, and I'd knock on the door and see if people wanted to buy cans of sweet corn. Do you know the only real victim of that prank, I think, is you? <laughs> Why? It used to be hilarious. Just, just, tra- just tragically going round. <laughs> I used to love just going round at people's houses and they'd go, What are you doing? It's, uh, I, um, we're on our ass at the moment. The sweet corn business is falling apart. Um, everyone's got their own. Frozen sweet corn, so we're going door to door now, trying to shift a few. And some people used to order cans, and <laughs> obviously never went back. No, no, no. <laughs> they didn't give you money, did they? No, 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 no. Jesus, I wasn't like a fra- a really small fraudster. <laughs> so what's that? Three cans of sweet corn. That's two pounds. He's made about he's made about ten fifteen thousand pounds in undelivered sweet corn. <laughs> a picture of me in the local metro. When I was a kid, I used to do... Did you ever do the phone prank? Did you ever do phone prank? Yeah, I used to love them. My favourite one was to... I don't know if this is like a common one, so I'm sort of saying that. You know, like you have... So many people, you have these experiences that you think it's just you that did it. It turns out that everyone did this. But we used to do pretend uh, radio competitions on the phone. Did you oh, do yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you'd phone them up and yeah. tell them that if they answered these three questions, they'd win a holiday to Barbados or whatever. Yeah. And it's actually quite, it's actually quite horrible because you'd, you'd hear people get really excited. <laughs> I remember was, we did one where they were going to win a holiday to Sri Lanka. They're like, question one, what's the capital of Sri Lanka? Question two, uh, what's the what's the previous name for Sri Lanka? And then they, so they got two. They're really buzzing. Go, question three, this is for the holiday now. Uh, and I guess they're just thinking, God, these presenters are getting younger and younger these days. He sounds about nine. And then question three, you're always so gullible. Then we put the phone down and laugh our tits off. <laughs> you should do that with the boys, you know. That'd be a nice bonding thing to do. What do you mean? Like do it with them, like you and the boys. Do it over a weekend. Yeah, but you can't, you can't really do that now, can you? Because what you're doing, you're phoning up mobiles. People don't answer. Like you know, you're, that was when we, in the good old days of landline. Yeah, you know, I don't answer. I, if I don't recognise a number, I don't. I don't take a call. No. 
Yeah, but like, there's some people out there who do. I, I still take a call if someone calls me and I'm like, oh shit, who's this? Out of interest, morbid interest, a fascination. Yeah, but if they really want to speak to you, they'll leave a message, won't they? Yeah. I mean, but but then there are people in the world who know, but you know, like th- with this morning, right? This morning, do that thing where... The show this morning. Yeah, yeah. They call up yeah. and you've got to answer, you've got to answer the question at that specific time. So people okay. might think that... So you, you answer... You answer calls to numbers you don't know on the off chance that you might be in the in line for winning. Philip and Holly. That Andy Peters might be delivering you an Audi. <laughs> Wait, you never know. If you missed that call, I don't think you'd get through that. I don't think you'd ever get over it. No, that's true. That's like true. if if you were to always be the guy or girl or whatever who missed the call where you could win it, because they never say how much, but it's like Andy Peters or Jody Gibson or Josie yeah. Gibson. Sorry, please forgive me. Josie Gibson saying like, you know. That's right. At this very moment in his life, this person could win a life-changing amount of money, which I'm guessing is £500,000, right? Right. And then she calls, and if you don't answer or you answer the wrong thing, right, I don't think you'd ever get through that. I think you'd, you'd, you'd be in a Weatherspoons for the rest of your life just going, oh, fuck, I could have, it could have all um, been so much better than this. Well, yeah, and you'd be gutted. That's your future prime minister as well, isn't it, ideally, Josie Gibson? I think Josie Gibson's a fascinating, brilliant person. I sat next to her the other day. What? Fun Where? Fact. Huh? Where? I went to this uh, uh, Will Smith book evening. Oh, man. Did you speak to her? Yeah. Well, nice I said hello to her. Yeah, nice. Good it was life. her and Alison Hammond. Good, yeah, Alison Hammond's quite cool as well, in a way. Oh. What? Oh, that was a bit... No, that sounded Alison a bit Hammond's stinky. got the prize there. Alison Hammond has got the, the seat that she rightly deserves, right? Right, right, right. So what you're saying is Josie Gibson's sort of the undiscovered, is that what you're saying? Yeah, Josie yeah, Gibson's yeah. on her way up. Alison Hammond's got... She's she's paid her dues. She's where she should be now. I actually think Alison Hammond, by the way, I'd like to see her given, like, a longer run at that show. At what show? This morning. Right. Do you mean more days of the week? Is that what you're saying? Her and Dermot do Fridays, don't they? Yeah. I, I think it'd be fun if they split it up a little bit more. Right. I think Josie was an absolute credit to the show. Because you don't like Philip and Holly. I like Philip and Holly. I think, okay. I think Philip you and Holly... To have less, you want them to have less time on the I show. I think Philip and Holly are like your next-door neighbours, right? Right. That you get on with, they're nice people, they're stable, you always yeah. know. I'll tell you actually what they are. Philip and Holly are almost in breakfast TV, would for me probably be like Lionel Messi and Ronaldo, right? Right. Always going to get good performances, but sometimes it's very exciting when you get like Mo Salah or Lewandowski, or someone who comes out of nowhere, and you're like, yeah. oh, wow, this person's very interesting. And that's what Josie Gibson or Alison Hammond got you. Um, very popular, Alison Hammond and Josie Gibson, by the way, just based on the reaction they got in the room as they came in. Uh, very popular. Like, was your reaction higher or lower than theirs? Lower. Really? I'd say so, yeah. I think so. Wow. I, I, don't, think, I, don't, think, I don't think people get excited when I am somewhere. I don't know about that. You know, like you sort of think about the energy. You think about the energy I'm bringing to this conversation. Whereas, uh, you know, Alison and Josie, they come in and oh, it's like, man. oh, hello, guys. You know, like they've got so much energy. That's probably yeah, why they yeah. sat them next to you, in a way. Why? Who are you sitting with? Nihal. It's me and Nihal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nihal's a cool guy. Yeah. He's actually got a lot of good energy as well. He's got great energy. You were surrounded by a blanket of energy then. Yeah, I was actually. I was wrapped up in a little duvet of yeah. effervescence. There was a bit of an embarrassment. That Will Smith thing was really... It was Idris Elba interviewing Will Smith about his book, right? Yeah. And um, it, was a, it was a nice evening. Uh, if I'm being absolutely honest with you, I would say that... Listen, I love Will Smith, as you know, Tom. Big yeah, fan he's a, of... He's a legend. Big fan of The Fresh Prince. Big fan of a yeah. lot of his films. I think he's underrated as a rapper. What I would say is... Will Smith is at that level where the adulation from members of the public, I would describe as uncomfortable really well some of the stuff some of the people around us were sort of shouting things out like you're the greatest human being on the planet and stuff like that wow yeah <laughs> and and like listen i, I love sorry will. about that I, <laughs> yeah it's a bit rude of you to not say hello but obviously a bit sort of starstruck by josie gibson and allison <laughs> but um, did you lurk about and say hello or no left straight away did you say hello to address see for me that's two absolute like Incredible human beings, side by side. I've I've mugged myself off a bit with Idris, to be honest with you. I've... Oh no, what have you done? Well, oh god, what what what? You don't even know what the bloody story is. Idris is one of my heroes, so you know, and you're my sort of best pal. So it's like really embarrassing if like he comes up to me in the future, is like, hey mate, how you doing? All right? 
And I'm like, yeah, sorry about Ramesh. That's the f- that's the first thing you'd say to him. No, I just, tell me the story, but that might be. Well, there's a couple if, of if things. Go- there's a couple of things. First of all, I, I, look, this story I've told quite a few times, so I don't want to get into too many details. But long story short, my mum really wanted to meet Idris at the Baftas. Yeah. And well, I've told. I've, I think I've told you the story. I, I I bumped into Idris outside the Baftas. Yeah. He's with Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Idris said hello to me. It was like the yeah. second time I'd met him. And I said, I tried to make a joke. And then Tom Hiddleston whispered something in Idris's ear and they both moved away. That's the first, but that's, to, yeah, but I think that's Tom Hiddleston. That's yeah, his, sure. That's, but Idris, yeah. has, Idris has agreed to that. Like, like he's gone, yeah, he's a bit of a muggy prick and he, they've walked off, right? <laughs> you that. don't even know what's, what's... Tom Hiddleston could have said anything. Tom Hiddleston should have said, like, I knew I shouldn't have eaten the prawns, I've got diarrhoea. Yeah, but anything. why would he? Why, if that was the case, why does he need Idris to go with it? I don't know. Maybe he's like really. Can you, about, can you yeah. wipe again like you did last time when we were on Thor? <laughs> no, no, it might be. It, no, that might be like he's right. He could have turned to Idris Elba and gone, "Oh mate, I've got really bad food poisoning. My tummy's really feeling flared up, and I need a poo." And Idris is like, "Let me show you where the toilets are." And it, it, so Hiddleston might have said, "Oh, do you want to say goodbye to your friend?" And Idris is like, "He'll understand. He's a good guy." You don't know. Have I told you the movie script story? Oh, no. Go on. So basically, um, I tried to get Idris involved in a TV show I was doing in America, right? But he couldn't do it. Yeah. For obvious reasons. He's Idris Elba and I'm Ramesh Ranganathan. Why the fuck would you do it, right? Anyway, a, few, a couple of months later, I get a phone call from a film studio, right? right. Or, no, I get an email from a film studio saying that there's a script in development yeah. that Idris has had some sort of attachment to. And they need it punching up, or they can't figure out why it's not funny enough. And Idris had suggested me to have a look at it to sort of wowzers, right? So he clearly thinks you respect you as a human being. Okay, well, it's not the end of the story; it's only the beginning of the story. No, no. At this point, he thinks you're yeah. So whatever sure. you've done subsequently, yeah. yeah. So they send me the script. I look at the script, and there's some things that I think clearly they could work on to make this funnier, right? So right. I just send it back with like a uh, like a load of bullet points of things that they could do to make it better, right? Yeah. I then get another email. Saying, really loved your notes. Yeah. Like, really loved your notes. You've done, we're really excited about your ideas and blah, blah, blah. We'd love you to jump on a meeting uh, with some of the execs here to talk, about, to talk about this a bit further. Wow. So I go, okay. Now, the only time they can do this meeting is when I'm up due to be at Butlins with Lisa and the kids, right? Oh, God. What? Well, I'm just trying to pay out the drama of it by just sort of like yeah oh i see so you're not that you're not actually interested you're doing it for the podcast well, i'm interested right, okay. but i just think that you know just for playing up the drama of the situation so but like, I, I think that's what people when they're listening to this will think yeah so oh, no what's he done now yeah, yeah. so I, I say I'll, I'll do the meeting and then i say to lisa midway through our second at butlers i'm gonna have to just run off and do this meeting this film meeting she goes okay fine how's the wi-fi at butlers by the way well, I had to sit in the in the foyer at that one of the hotels. Wow, that's a big move. The biggest call of your life. That's like literally people walking through battles going, oh, that is Ronald Shrine with the Frank and Nathan. Oh, my God, he's on a call to Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw him in Barney's Fun World. Yeah. He's just, uh, he's just come out of the Farm and Sam show, actually. He's just popped over to... <laughs> Um, anyway, so I see Birkenstocks, <laughs> got my, uh, board shorts on. Yeah. Board shorts and flip flops <laughs> feet up on the table. One of the butling staff come over. So can you, can you not do that please? Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. so Go I'm in the middle of this meeting. Anyway, for some reason, Idris is not on the meeting. It's like the, the guy that this emailed me and all of the execs from the studio, right? Wow. It's like a big That's meeting. Big things, though. That's big things. Anyway, I don't know what's happened. But for some reason, there's been some sort of miscommunication. And they don't think, they now don't think I'm just a comedy person. They think I'm a script troubleshooter, right? Wow. Right. Like, they, they, they've obviously, what's happened is they've gone, we've got, a, we've got this email that we're really excited about from this guy. I think we can get him to, like, sort out the script. And now, for some, somewhere along the line, They've dropped the detail that it's to do with comedy that I'm the expert on, right? Not expert. I'm not saying I'm a comedy expert. Right, you you know said I mean? it about that's yourself my... in a very flamboyant way. So No, no, no. That's not you what did. I mean. But you know what I'm saying? I no, think we've had a peek behind the curtain of Mr. Ranganathan. No, 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 no. My expertise is obviously comedy. Uh, but, no, uh, because uh, because I'm, not, I'm not just saying this out of, as faux humility. 
I think anybody that works in comedy would have sent back the same points that I sent back. I, you know, I wasn't. It wasn't magic what I was. Yeah, doing. but any other expert. So, <laughs> so obviously, can I say so? Uh, hello, no, no. I'm, I'm Robert Shragganathan. Now, obviously, you might not know this, but uh, obviously, my expertise is comedy. But uh, now, I can help you out with the drama and the uh, empathetic nature of the script, also. Um, I'm going to let that slide because I actually quite enjoyed everything you did there. I thought it was a good observation. I think you pulled my pants down quite effectively, and I thought the impression was a nice little bit of icing on the cake. So, well played. And you're I, I'm not one. I'm not one for not giving credit where credit's due. Uh, what anyway, would you have done with uh, that in, if you were scripting it? Huh? Oh fuck you! <laughs> go on, go on, then, my darling. So anyway, I, ju- I jump on this meeting and they go, you know, they're r- really effusive. Like, uh, so first of all, we are so, so excited about the ideas you've brought to the table. Just incredible work. Isn't that right, guys? And they're all going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, we start chatting about the various ideas. And then I realize that they think I'm just a genuine, like a general action comedy troubleshooter. Yeah. And then they go to me, uh, w- one of the things we're not sure about is... Uh, at the moment, the villain in the piece is uh, it, it, the, the MacGuffin in the film. Is you know what MacGuffin is right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I know you do. Sorry, but MacGuffin is like. Do I need to explain this? I'll explain, like Mac- explain it. Yeah, yeah. So MacGuffin is like in all of these films. Like for example, in Avengers, the the Infinity Gauntlet was the MacGuffin, or the stones were the MacGuffin. It's the thing that everybody in the film is trying to get. Mission Impossible will always have a MacGuffin, some sort of device or some sort of thing, right? So that's the MacGuffin, right? So he's going to so say at the moment. The MacGuffin is th- these nuclear codes. And then he goes, we were just wondering if you had another idea for what the MacGuffin could be. And I was thinking, well, really what I should have said was, I'm not the MacGuffin guy. I- I- I'm just not a MacGuffin person, right? But I just panicked. <laughs> and I started riffing this idea about oh, a no. computer virus that would, <laughs> that would take down the world. riffing in Butlins. <laughs> I started going, oh, well, you know, it could be this, like, he could be, like, he's got this computer, like, worm thing that he's going to unleash on the world and it will bring down... worm? (laughs) Oh, my God. What I love is the fact that someone's come walking over and said, would you like a drink, sir? Yeah, 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 just get us a a big, lovely pint of uh, Kool-Aid, please. I'm just uh, just sorting out a MacGuffin, you know? (laughs) So I I I, I, I start explaining, you know, this idea... I start going, you know, it can bring down all the computer networks and stuff like that. And obviously, the, and I start saying things like, because they're quiet, I start sort of embellishing what I'm saying. Because obviously the world runs on computers. And, you know, if computers were to shut down, what would happen? You know, we don't... I mean, we're on a computer now. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking to you via the very thing that would be shut down if this villain gets his way. Um, <laughs> anyway, I get to the end of my speech. And basically what I assume happens is that because they're on a conference call, they're all looking at each other. They can all see each other and I yeah. can't see any of them. And I assume they just look at each other like and sort of go, oh my God, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? So they just basically go, genuinely this is what happened. So I've gone from them being really enthusiastic, asking me for ideas to, okay, well, listen, this has been great. We're, we're going we're, we're gonna to discuss some of the ideas and and we'll be in touch. We'll we'll we'll, we'll catch up in due course. And never heard from them again. That was it. Did the film get made? No. Well, it might be being made, but I've not seen it since. So. Oh man! Just to give you some context, that that this studio have made some massive films. Like it wasn't like yeah, some... they got Idris is the lead in it. Yeah. So. Um, have I you th- seen Idris since? No. No, I haven't. What you so you've no? I mean, can I can I tell you what I think happened? I think that was Idris sort of testing the water with me. To see if I'd be a reliable guy to get involved in stuff, and I fucked it, is what I honestly. No, 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 I don't think that at all. I think actually, what's probably happened, and this is me looking at the positive of it, right? Yeah, is he's gone in and they gone, hey man, um, so we got Romesh to come in. He was at some weird party place, um, Butters. They just like you mean Butlins, and he's like, yeah, he was in Butlins. <laughs> anyway, he started spouting off about ideas of MacGuffins that we could do. And it just is like, I never said that Romesh was a MacGuffin guy. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, and he's like, if you've upset Romesh, you've upset me. I'm walking off this film now. And that's why I never got made because yeah. he's and stuck he's got, up for you. And you know how sorry I feel for him. 
I'm never going to contact him again. No, no, he's probably, no, that's, you know what Idris has probably done? And this is to build up your confidence because I know you're ill. Idris is probably so embarrassed. He doesn't want to get in touch with you because he thinks you, you, you know, you, you'll hold it against him. Well, that's interesting because I've texted him since and got no reply. So that sort of shits on your theory a little bit, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Look, I, you know what? If, if, if I could in some sort of way, what would be nice to do is just sit down the three of us and just. I'll Why are you like involved that, in this? Because I'm, I'm a mutual party and a referee. How? What's your connection with Idris Elba? Well, I'm a big fan of his work. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I might as well get my mum in then, shall I? Well, yeah, if, could be the four of us. My, my, like, my mum loves Idris Elba, but could not describe a single piece of his work at all. He's an incredible actor, man. Yeah, he's good. And you know what? He's a very wholesome guy. I like him a lot. I like just like, you know. I would, so, I listen, Idris, if, Idris, Idris, if you happen... But, but two things I'm feeling at the moment. One... I should have probably left this story until I was not ill because I feel like I really fumbled the delivery of it. Secondly, no, no, no. secondly, Idris, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Okay? Give me another chance. Wow. Give, in fact, g- give us both a chance. Tom and I, as a writing partnership, yeah, really could do something special, I think. Obviously, I'll be looking after the MacGuffins and such. Yeah. I can do shit give me like an example that. of a MacGuffin you'd suggest to Idris right now. What? Uh, probably a big dinosaur called Frank. There you go. That's the kind of stuff... That's the kind That's of the things one, we That's can be. Yeah, literally just me just thinking of it. Yeah, like, literally just came right. up with that. And I didn't, Tom. Just to, to be clear, I didn't talk to you about that in advance, did I? No, 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 no. no. You literally no. just came up with that. I, I would love the idea of Idris and like sort of whoever is his right hand man, Ryan Reynolds, I'd assume, or someone like that. Yeah, just after a big dinosaur. Do, do you feel like improvise? Dinosaur might be your go-to thing. Because yeah. I, I did ask you who you thought designed the human form, and you said it's a clever dinosaur, didn't you? I wonder if dinosaurs are sort of your fallback option. I always think dinosaurs are, you could put a dinosaur in anything and people will be like interested. It's very difficult to imagine a film that wouldn't be made better by the introduction of a dinosaur, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anything you put a dinosaur in, yeah. I think, yeah. Obviously, I, you have obviously, to explain it, you have to give it a bit of backstory. But once you've taken yeah. care of that, you've now got yourself a dinosaur to deal with. I'd love an idea of Idris Elba on the hunt for a dinosaur called Frank Clark. Who's called the dinosaur Frank Clark? Because I do actually quite like the idea of the dinosaur having like a, a name like that. Yeah, yeah. But they so, so here's, a, here's, a question, here's a question for you. Was a dinosaur always a dinosaur or did the dinosaur used to be an accountant? Oh, wow. What, and, you and, mean and dinosaur that's why world? it's called Frank Clark. Or the dinosaur, they've given the dinosaur the nickname after the 50-year-old accountant that it ate. Um, that, I, like this, I like the last one. Yeah? It, yeah, ate, it ate a guy called Frank Clark. Why do we call this dinosaur Frank Clark? Because it's the first person he ate. Yeah, that's good. I like it. And then the dinosaur, when they're catching it, goes, why do you call me Frank Clark? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the first person. He's the first son of a bitch you ate, mate. Because that accountant you ate, that was Frank Clark. Well, let me tell you something. He tasted disgusting. You know what? I think we've. I think you and I have just talked ourselves into and out of a film project. <laughs> that, that's basically a sequel to my Butlins chat. <laughs> Someone's just sitting there going, "What the fuck is going on?" Right, should we do some emails? Yeah, well, Jay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks once again to the Swan. As always, uh, speak sweet Swan. Who's been, I've got to be honest with you, slight, I, fa- I think probably finding me slightly irritating with this illness. Because you're ill. Yeah, I, said to, I told her yesterday that I, had, I thought I had the flu, and then she told me that I didn't understand what flu was. How did you say it? Did you like, well, push I, I was in the shower, I've so I was, co- I was completely naked. Oh, wow. And I sort of had my head down, and she walked in and she went, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, and I said, "Well, I think I've got the flu," and she goes, "You haven't got the flu." Yeah, but I, said, I think I have. And she that's goes, what? what people always say until someone. I don't know what you have to do to prove you've got the flu. Yeah. I don't I think, think I do. I know, but I don't think. What is the flu? I, it turns Wait. out I don't know what the flu is. What is the flu? You have bogies coming out of all of your orifices in your face, essentially. Right. You get snot eye, snot ear, and snot nose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, but, okay. okay. But can I just tell you something? I think what you're describing is a bad cold. This is what I've discovered. <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't apparently, even started yet, mate. Li- okay, carry on. You'll have your tummy, you'll feel an air of nausea, right? Yeah. You, your body will ache, man, really ache. Right, this is right? where, this is where Lisa, this is what Lisa 
the information that Lisa delivered. Okay, go on. Right, you'll feel so tired and weary that even getting out of bed will feel such an effort. You'll get out of bed and go, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Which is another good film idea. Okay. And oh, no, 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 go on. <laughs> What's this film idea? Somebody that's too ill to get out of bed. <laughs> no, Idris Elba like, is a cop who's got the flu and he can't get out of bed, but there's someone who's smashing up his home city. Oh, this is a good idea. So then what happens is he calls up a mate and he goes, I've got, I've got to sort this issue out. He goes, but hold on. But Danny, you're stuck in bed. You can't get out of bed because of the flu. <laughs> we move the fucking bed. Get over here. Bring some pulleys and ropes and your car. I'm going out the front of the house. I mean, it's, like a, be, it's yeah, a car yeah. with a rope yeah. out the back of it. And Idris is in bed. The bed's got yeah. wheels on it. It's been dragged around the city fucking chasing this geezer. And you know what could be really cool is that for the whole way, this guy is Danny, his friend who's like drags him out of bed. Yeah. He's like driving around the city and doing all of the work for him. And yeah. the last line of the film is Danny turns around and goes, huh, well done, Tony. You saved the city. And Tony looks at him and goes, nah, Danny, you saved the city. And the whole time, Idris Elba's character was just a ghost who died of the flu. Name of the film? Good Cop, Bed Cop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Hello. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Idris, nice. you've got my number. <laughs> There's two big, two big ideas there. Two big ideas. Um, um, so, you know, you might always have a little bit of the old tube of bits as well. You might have the squits. Yeah, I don't have the um, squits. So I think I yeah. think it is just a bad cold. But yeah, yeah. It's just not being able to sleep, you know, Tom. What if you, oh man, don't With you the cough me. and everything. Oh, yeah, actually, let me just jump on that quickly. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had some, I've had some insomnia recently. Um, well, according to your Insta story, you had some insomnia. Yes, which, yeah, was what I was going to get to. All the fuck faces who at four in the morning thought someone who's dyslexic have jumped on and gone, uh, oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's be the first thing we're going to do is correct it. And, and also I want to shout out the first guy who wrote, um, <laughs> can't wait for Rubbish to see this. Um, I yeah, like, I got, yeah it sent, I got it sent to me quite a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just so you know, guys, I did see it and I got in touch with Tom yeah. to say to I hope you're all right. I've got the same yeah. issue. And this is a message I sent to one guy who thought it was hilarious to send a lot of abuse. Abuse? And said, yeah, it would be the same thing that Rom says. I went, well, Rom's not an absolute <laughs> So uh, Wow. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was It was like literally, I'd say he sent at least five messages. Saying of, what? Just pretty fucking like base stuff uh, about my spelling and what's not. And then, uh, yeah, about my mental state. So, uh, yeah. To that guy, don't bother listening and don't bother following. Um, okay, is there, is there an argument, Tom? I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. here. Hit me, hit me, baby. Is there an argument that that's our fault that that bloke has done that? Because... No, 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 no. hold on, hold on. Let me just hear me out. Because you and I do sort of, like, banter with each other. So, And this is what we've based the podcast on, right? Yeah. Is our Is our relationship. So this guy... Is, I'm just playing... I'm just giving you a scenario. Yeah, play, play, play. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So this guy's listened to the podcast, enjoys the podcast. Yeah. Right, seen the relationship between us, and then seen that you've done that, and he thought that's exactly the sort of thing that Romish would pick Tom up for. Let me yeah. message him and do something in the style of that. And so he's got in touch with you. I don't know what exactly he said. He's got in touch with you and given you a bit of shit for it. And then you've gone, go fuck yourself, you rat piece of shit or whatever. And then right, you know, can I just throw throw this at you then? Yeah. Okay, go on. Right, quite a lot of people got in touch with jovial banter. This guy overstepped a mark. That's 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 like saying, oh, you know what. Sarah and Clive, who live up the street, are a lovely couple. I'm going to go and have a threesome with them. It's like you're overstepping the mark of like okay. what a friendship or a couple is, okay. right? He's he's seen it. Yeah, fine. I like. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people who messaged stuff, and that's fine. I, I'll always have a joke. He overstepped the mark, so he genuinely tried to include himself and some into the situation. Okay, which I'm like, I'm always fine with people having banner. I get that. That's cool. It's, that is what this, yeah, that's what I. So, he, I, yeah. so what's the pro- what's the problem with what he said? Was he very rude? Very rude. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And and I think that there's an element there of someone who, like, just as though, like in a social situation, has jumped three or four rungs through. Like, yeah, look, I spelled rock. That's fine. Whatever. People are joking about it, it's cool. But he was like, you're like, okay, man. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, mm. no one's paid any attention to you since 2002. And then it started in here, baby. Well, it did, actually, because I replied. I should have replied to all the nicer people. Yeah. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Just just while we're on the subject of uh, tricky fans, I guess is what you could yeah, call yeah. them. Did I tell you what happened to me after a gig the other night? After no. my tour show in Wolverhampton? Hit me, hit me, hit me. Shout out Wolverhampton. W- w- Wolverhampton, great show, by the way. I really love that show. Um, it was my last show before Christmas. 
Um, there's a bit, as you know, because you, yeah. you've seen the show, where I talk about Michael Jackson. Yeah, right? wonderful and bit. The, my favourite the various The various issues to do with Michael Jackson. Anyway, in the show, I talk about the fact that when I first delivered this routine, when, before the pandemic, when the t- before the tour got postponed, I became uh, targeted by the Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. Right? They were upset by some of the things I was saying about Michael Jackson and whatever. And I totally ex- accept that. And I talked about it on stage that these Michael Jackson fans were upset with me. Anyway, long story short, you could argue that ship has sailed. I was leaving the venue and a couple were waiting for me. And the guy asked for a photo. Yeah. And then after that, the woman decided to sort of take umbrage at me about this Michael Jackson thing and basically sort of wouldn't let me leave until I'd sort of heard her w- her issues with what I'd said about Michael Jackson. And it was really mad, right? Because it wasn't really mad. She was very polite. And actually, I feel like as the conversation went on, she felt like she'd annoyed me and so became began to feel very guilty. So this is not... I'm not talking about an arsehole here, right? I'm yeah. talking about... A nice, but I would argue misguided person. It is my opinion, okay? Because this is what I think, and this is what I said to her, but she wouldn't accept it. You are allowed to not like something I say on stage. You're allowed to not like the show. You're allowed to disagree with something I say. What you don't have the right to to do is come and tell me what you think. She waited for me, and she said, I have to tell you. And my point to her was, if everybody that disagreed or didn't like something I said felt like they had to tell me, we now have an unsustainable situation because I can't individually speak to all of these people that have got an issue with... Look at Twitter. Just one afternoon of dealing with the people that think I'm shit would fucking take nine hours. I I haven't got enough hours in the day to deal with the number of people that think I've got an issue. So... And, and basically, she just wouldn't accept it. She goes, but I had to tell... But I, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I think the reason I'm bringing it up is... There's a belief with people that they 100% should have the right to reply. You are allowed to not like something and then just not comment on it or Amen. tell your friends you thought it was shit, right? You know, you could go and say, I went to see Romy, she did this thing about Michael Jackson, it was awful. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. Right? I'm right in saying that, right? Yeah, man, completely. Completely. Yeah. Also, it's all, it's all down to a language that's used, right? It's like where people will, will discuss something and they will, like, say, uh, it's shit. Whereas the language should be like, I didn't think it was, I thought it was shit. Like people saying something that it's wrong. It's like, I think it's wrong. Yeah, I disagree. I disagreed with this. Also, it's like, you know, there's critics and there's critics that I really value and whether they've looked at your body work or my body of work over the years. And if like, you know, as journalists, you'll go, cool. They've either liked that or not, they've not liked it. But I'll look at them and go, right, cool. That's, That's their opinion. I value them as a journalist and it's important that, as journalists, we, we keep conversation going. Or, or What I hate is this new world of like, uh, I'm going to design a website. On that website, I'm going to critically analyze. Yeah, and it tends to be people who just want to be friends with people. So what they'll do is go, oh, it seems a really good way of me getting in with Bleep Bleep, who's a big celebrity, is if I really like push their work and slag off everyone else's. I'm like, man, you're. it's not a journalistic or it's not, a, it's not an even approach. It's quite clear to see what you're doing. That's the thing that I... I disagree with massively. You know, it, it, sometimes I feel almost sort of down on myself for ever giving those people any sort of oxygen within a conversation I've been a part of. It's like that's, yeah. you know, I find that. I mean, I'm, I might be, again, coming across harsh here, but um, being critical and horrible about something will always build up more people looking, more people Momentum reading. And going, yeah, yeah, and going, oh, my God, did you see what they said about him? There's a famous story about one of these websites going up to Edinburgh, and say, let's ruin some comedians' careers. I'm sure you've probably heard it, and you probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And do you think well, that is your? That's where you're starting off the conversation. Is you're not starting there, going, how do we potentially with use this platform to get people talking about these new acts? How do we do it now? And they're talking about how do we destroy the people? And that's going back years. And you think that there, we now will live in a society where people are doing that, and it, it's just it's you know, that clickbait sort of thing because people will always go, oh shit, oh my god, did you see what they said about this person or that person? And I think I always like much rather be me as a person, try and be positive. If I don't like saying, I'm not going to tweet about it. I'm not going to put up like I'll try and find a positive or just not put anything up. I'll just go, well, I'm, yeah. I just won't watch that. Yeah, and I know that for a fact because I remember you never tweeted about reluctant landlord. <laughs> Anyway, I did actually, and I huh? Instagrammed about it. <laughs> oh, joke, if, you go, if you go back, <laughs> I'm always very supportive, my friend, my oh, darling friend. I love you. I love you. Love you more.
Um, okay. This email is from Specbear. Specbear? This is uh, that might be, that's yeah. a very cool name. Yeah. I mean, is it a compliment you say about every name? No, no, given? but Specbear. That's actually a really cool name. If this person wanted to push their business forward, whether it was technology and the internet and stuff, or whether it was like uh, like a clothing company, Tech Bears, mm-hmm. Specbear. Tech Bear, Specbear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like it. Dear Wolf Allen Swan, this is very important that I remain anonymous, so from now on I'll become the spectacled bear. When I was a teenager, I used to go out on a Friday and Saturday night and come back home three sheets of the wind, and once in a while I would pee in strange places while asleep. I peed into a wardrobe, a box that we used to keep addresses and phone numbers, and once at my brother's, just sat up in bed and swung my legs onto the floor and just pissed onto the carpets. I'm not alone in this, I believe. My friend used to live in the flat above his father's dental practice, and one night a group of us stayed overnight because we were too drunk to go home, Another person went downstairs and urinated on a dental chair. The worst one, though, was my brother. He and his wife used to have exchange students staying in a spare room. And once I had a young girl from Spain staying, my brother got up in the middle of the night after a party, went into her room while she was asleep, and pissed into the drawer of her bedside cabinet. Jesus. As you can imagine, the poor girl was very upset and packed her bags and left the following morning. They weren't offered any more students after that. My question to you is, have any of you been in this situation, and was it more shameful as my brother's experience? Regards, Speckbear. I don't, th- I don't think, I mean, I've, I've, I've weed in wardrobes in my own room or I think going into someone else's room and pissing is a crazy situation into a bedside drawer. And like, if that's, if that's a habit you've got, <laughs> I don't think you should be taking I know, I young don't know students to come to live at your house. Ha- also that I've got to say about the, you know, as someone who values the, the dental hygiene massively and, like, why is the dentist not locking his workspace? Why is yeah. it, the security so shabby? Well, someone... I guess, I guess, well, I guess it's because you don't expect to, someone to come in and piss all over everything. Do you know what I mean? I mean, but I think that what we're talking about here is quite serious. The spec bear has got quite a serious problem, I think. Well, also the spec, the spec bear's brother's got uh, the same problem. It's yeah. unusual, isn't it? Or is it? Is this a genetic thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it probably is. I mean, like like most people, I mean, we talked about probably my favourite ever, one of my favourite stories of yours ever was on last week's show about you, you wetting yourself. But that I was, mean, let me just be clear on that. That was a one-off. Yeah, also, okay. let me just say, I would value somebody who pissed their own pants before pissing in my house, like on my furniture. Mm. I think that actually is one of the most amicable, am- amicable, heroic things you've ever done. That's one of the most heroic things I've ever done. Well, in a sense, yeah. Like, I just think, yeah, look, there's different ways of looking at your situation last week, and I've had a lot of time to ponder upon it, Mm. is that I think that you are so thirsty for the situation you're in and you wanted to make such a good impression. Yeah, you really push yourself as a human being. I I, I, I posted the video clip of that on TikTok. Yeah. And um, somebody commented, it's sad how desperate some people are to make it in showbiz. (laughs) I thought, that is a really... It's a really willfully uh, dickish way of interpreting that story, isn't it? Well, no, I think, yeah. Uh, I think, look, man, you fucking, you owned your moment, and I respect that. But mm-hmm. going into someone else's room, like, if you knew that that was something that happened, right, if, say, for example, like, like you did that, and Lisa was like, oh, my God, Ron, you can't drink because I'm so worried about you going into one of the boys' bedrooms and pissing in it. I, I guarantee that's one time where you go, you know what? You know what, babe? That's it for me. I ain't drinking no more because I ain't pissing in my boy's bedroom. And I respect I'd respect you for saying that. Have I told you this story about this is quite this is quite embarrassing, this story, but so before when Lisa was pregnant with our eldest, yeah. we went to stay with my family in Canada. God, I haven't I don't think my family in Canada know this, but oh, anyway. And we stayed in um we stayed at my uncle's place and it was really lovely. We had a bit of like we'd sort of spent a bit of time in Toronto, which is a lovely city, by the way, if anybody's thinking of visiting. Um, anyway, on the last morning before we were due to come back, uh, the, the night before we had a few beers and stuff like that, and we woke up the next day and Lisa was... Now, bearing in mind, I've been together with Lisa. We had Theo very early on in our relationship. Yeah. So I've been with Lisa for about, what, a year or something like that. Right? So Lisa's been really funny with me. Yeah. Like really sort of quiet and weird. And um, at first, I just was—I just thought I must be imagining it because what could possibly? Nothing's happened. Yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I said to her, "You're right." She goes, "Yeah, yeah." And then, as the morning went on, she was still being really funny. And I said to her, "Look, I might be imagining it, but I feel like you're being a bit funny with me. Can you just tell me if there's an issue?" Anyway, she told me that that morning, sort of early morning, she'd been woken up 
And she turned around and she'd been woken up by my elbow, prodding her awake as I was in my sleep, furiously masturbating. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jeez, boy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Number one, I like, I love the way you tried to emphasize in my sleep. (laughs) Oh, my day, boy. Yeah. And then she said, you know know what you've just done again? What? You just come and score the last minute winner. Do you know? know? We didn't know if you were going to make the game today because of injury. (laughs) You come flying out of the blocks. Manager's decision's a great one. Wow. Do you know what she said to me that, you know, like that same thing, like it's kind of almost a cliche, isn't it, of of people getting angry with each other for something they did to them in their sleep or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which is harsh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's harsh if you say someone's name, if you're furiously masturbating, that's like... Yeah, but Lisa said to me, she goes, I know it's... (laughs) I also like the way that Lisa's... Described it as furiously, <laughs> which just more than even the action itself, it just makes me she think said about I was what really, your face. She said I was really fucking like going to town. Like, what was your face like? Like biting I your lips? I guess sort of really ah! screwed up, like concentration. Ah! Like, I was trying, like I was working over a really difficult algebra problem. <laughs> and then I didn't really know what Toes to say. clenched. Yeah, the sort of curve. <laughs> But um, she just said, I know that it's not really wrong what you did because you're in your sleep or whatever. And also, it's nothing more. How amazing is Lisa, by the way? What do you mean? So understanding and incredible. What is there to understand about that? I mean, like what I'm saying is she was She's sort of... woken up and seeing you defiling yourself in your sleep. I'm right? not defiling myself. <laughs> and, it's the... and she's pregnant with your firstborn, right? Yeah. I mean, do you have is... all the excuses in, like, to literally have a real go at you, right? But instead, Why? she's I've, going. I've, I've, I think no, it's a, but I'm doing it in my sleep, bro. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, I don't want to get the court of law out here, but yeah, allegedly. <laughs> or you have just been caught wanking. Yeah, no, that's what I like to do. <laughs> that's what I like to do is is masturbate so vigorously <laughs> that I'm elbowing my pregnant wife in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of guy I am. In, in your family that you don't know that world's house. <laughs> Did you sleep over it? Sleep over it? Oh, my Did God. Was that was that an attempt at an accident? Canadian. I was trying to do it. Oh, okay. Go on, go on. Try it. Try it. They do the stop, don't they? So, no, I can't do it now. Well, it's my uncle's got a bit of a weird sort of Sri Lankan-Canadian combination. Mate, the Canadian but, accent's incredible. because they quite difficult to mimic. So, <laughs> did she say anything to anyone else, or was it just between the two of you? Well, it was just between the two of us until I've talked about it on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you ever mentioned it since? To Lisa? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't, but but f- but for a few nights after that, I was slightly worried about going to sleep. Yeah, thought, of course you were. What you if this be now PTSD. becomes a, what if this now becomes a thing? Yeah, yeah. You that would be you'd had to go to the uh, like a therapist or something. I did contemplate sort of trying to turn it to my advantage and say to well, you know, maybe if you maybe the problem yeah, is oh, I'm yeah, not that would be... make you look classy. Yeah, I did. I didn't do it in my defence. You know, no, 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 no. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, should we do another email? Yeah, that's another one. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I actually quite like this sort of like really open ROM. I really feel like I've, I've, I, I think, I'll be honest with you, there's two or three things I've said on this podcast today that I will have to consider taking out after we finish recording. Oh, you can't do that. No, no, it's lovely. This is from The Sloth. Hello, Tom and Rom. This is, this is quite similar to the, to the previous one. Anyway. Uh, just watching a blast from the past I watched years back Bizarre ER and I never realised yeah. the funny voiceover man was our big Tommy D is this right? yeah yeah yeah, that's me, yeah. Uh, I remember loving him on it but never had a clue who he was fast forward years later re-watching on Netflix and I'm like what? that's Tommy thanks for the laughs even when I didn't have any idea who you were P.S. hurry up and announce live dates please if I ever get to meet you guys in person I'll probably pee my pants because there's a little pee thing going through this podcast right? <laughs> Yeah, it's become almost like uh, like a scat sort of episode. Uh, what is uh, what is a bizarre ER, Tom? Bizarre ER is uh, how long ago over. was this that this happened? Man, years ago, years and years ago. It was it was uh, yeah one of those weird ones that um it was it was a fun job uh, made by a really nice team. Yeah, but it was that like, I think it went unnoticed on on sort of E four or something, and now 
weirdly has been bought by Netflix and seems to be getting a lot of a lot of people. More people are messaging me about it now because it's just gone up on Netflix than did when it went out on E4 all those years ago. Is it worth um, a little spin, is it? Uh, I mean, yeah, if you, if you, I, it's not my, <laughs> it, it paid my rent for a while, put it that way. That, yeah. was, that was all, it was, but fun job, fun job. Yeah. Was that your first TV job? No, 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 no. My first TV job was, I played John Landis with, uh, with Lee Francis in Bo Selector. Oh, uh, okay, okay. My first TV Actually, job. Actually, no, it wasn't. My first one was I did Celebrity Big Brother Hijack with um, Keith Lemon. Oh, really? Do you remember that? Yeah. So I had to go in and I played, played like a, I said I was like 16 and I shaved all my sideburns up to sort of like, like, so I had no sideburns, like a weird bowl haircut. Yeah. And um, we hijacked the house and uh, yeah, just messed about in, inside the Big Brother house for like, I was meant to stay for two days and they basically, it was a mutiny and they said they didn't want to, if I stayed for too long, they were just, they wanted me out of the house either they, or they'd walk. Because I was just messing around and fucking with people. Well, that was job well done, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I loved it, man. It was, yeah. it was, it was uh, a lot of fun. That was, that was. I think that was, yeah, just about my first. That was the first thing I did, and then from there, what was your first TV thing? My first job was uh, fifty greatest plastic surgery shockers. Oh, really? Talking. Oh, head you're thing. talking head on it. Yeah, it went really badly. It's funny actually, because because those talking head things are actually quite. They're often the first thing you get asked to do as a as a comic, you know, TV wise. And actually, it's quite a specific skill. You have to sort of nail the thing you're talking about in a funny way. I know that sounds obvious, but it's actually, it's actually sort of slightly harder than it sounds. So what I did was, was really bad. And I could see the director sort of going, well, I, the director would go to me after I'd done it. She'd go, and, okay, so is that you? Is that all you want to say on that? Because basically what I'd yeah. said was unusable. And then that, that kept happening over and over again. I ended up being used in two clips. Uh, for about 20 seconds. Now, bearing in mind there's 50 items, that gives you an idea of how well I did. You know, I hated those shows, man. I hated those. Like, And also, like, what I found really, really hard is like you would go in and they, someone of your peers had just been into it before you and everyone was, there was still like people laughing from what they'd said. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah or, or, like, or, or you turn up early and then like you can just hear whoever else is ripping it. In yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you put, this is the worst bit that used to happen on those things. You'd walk in and go, uh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, so I've actually got a really, really funny thing to say about so-and-so's plastic. Oh, no, 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 no. We've already got loads of that. So-and-so-and-so's been in. Also, so-and-so's been in. They've smashed it, so we're going to be using that stuff. Have you got anything? And then they'd start going through stuff that you, no one had anything on. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they're really, like, and then you'd be, like, forced to sort they, of, like, they, they'd have an observation. they basically bring you in on mop-up. Do you know what I mean? Sort yeah. of all of the, all of the stories, which actually they should be using like really sort of like the the top comedians to do like who are really experienced because some people at the time people brought houses out of those shows back in the day. I know you'd see know. like there were specialists. I mean, I can I can think of three, which I won't name, but yeah, yeah who were always just on every one of those. Okay, Tom. Yeah, it's about that time, my brother. Uh, time to wrap this thing up and I suspect this podcast episode when it comes out is only going to be 20 minutes once we've taken out all the stuff I regret saying uh, Tommy over to you yo the day may be blue and cold and thus and inside your bones you feel that coldness somewhat too look upon the sky and think wow the moon has gone down and the sun has come out maybe I should do the same to my body also Maybe I should, like the sun, put on a sunny disposition and pretend that nothing is wrong. That's where you're wrong. If you're feeling a little bit blue, if you're feeling like your bones are aching and you've got the sniffles, take some time to yourself. Relax. Zen. Think about when the weather's more hot and sunny and how much you're going to enjoy life then. Don't trindle... <laughs> Doodally on these more glum times. Be a friend to yourself first and foremost, and the Christmas parties will be yours. I was sort of aimed at you. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was more like, yeah, it's more sort of an individual chat, that. But I liked it. <laughs> I didn't dislike it. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of The Wolf. And I apologize for my uh, performance and if I disgusted you. 
we will see you. Oh, by the way, we are making some very exciting progress with the merch and some yeah. very exciting progress with live dates. So we'll keep you updated. Uh, we haven't forgotten. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace out. Enough respect. One love. Big love, y'all. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.